Star Wars 7x7 episode 1143. In advance of the release of the Captain Phasma novel on Force Friday, we have gotten a synopsis of the novel and three posters depicting characters from the novel, which is very intriguing. How intriguing? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proops. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And on September 1st, which is, what, 12 days away now, if I'm doing my math right? Eh, Yeah, roughly. (laughs) On September 1st, Force Friday the 2nd, we are getting a number of books in the journey to The Last Jedi, but probably none so prominent as Phasma by Delilah S. Dawson, which will recount the untold history of Captain Phasma. Not the history of how she escaped from Starkiller Base. That's going to show up in a comic book dedicated to Phasma. No, this is about her mysterious history according to the Wikipedia publisher's summary. I should say that it's the publisher's summary as captured by and posted on Wikipedia. So here you go. Here's the deal with that synopsis. It says, One of the most cunning and merciless officers of the First Order, Captain Phasma commands the favor of her superiors, the respect of her peers, and the terror of her enemies. But for all her renown, Phasma remains as virtually unknown as the impassive expression on her gleaming chrome helmet. Now an adversary is bent on unearthing her mysterious origins and exposing a secret she guards as zealously and ruthlessly as she serves her masters. It continues deep inside the battlecruiser Absolution, and I have a note about battlecruiser later on for you. A captured resistance spy endures brutal interrogation at the hands of a crimson armored stormtrooper, Cardinal, but the information he desires has nothing to do with the resistance or its covert operations against the First Order. What that mysterious stormtrooper wants is Phasma's past, and with it, whatever long-buried scandal, treachery, or private demons he can wield against the hated rival who threatens his own power and privilege in the ranks of the First Order. His prisoner has what Cardinal so desperately seeks, but she won't surrender it easily, as she wages a painstaking war of wills with her captor, bargaining for her life in exchange for every precious revelation. The spellbinding chronicle of the inscrutable Phasma unfolds, but this knowledge may prove more than just dangerous once Cardinal possesses it, and once his adversary unleashes the full measure of her fury. Dun-dun-dun. Now, right there, we've got two of the three posters solved, basically, those promotional posters for Phasma. One of them depicts a person behind a Resistance logo, and it is a woman, and so that's probably our captured spy, right? And then we also have a picture of a crimson armored stormtrooper and armored in a similar fashion to the way Captain Phasma is armored with the cape and all. So he would have to be our crimson armored stormtrooper cardinal, get it, right, Cardinal Red, and the one who is trying to discover secrets about Phasma to uncover her scandal, her betrayals, her 
<laughs> skeletons in the closet that can be used against her. And the last poster depicts a guy with a staff sitting on a throne. And we've heard that Phasma is being raised or was raised on some sort of warrior-focused planet. So she was trained as a warrior from an early age. You might not as well think of uh, the Spartans, right, in 300. <laughs> this is Sparta, right? Like that kind of early warrior training. And so this dude seems to be some sort of ruler in that space. At least that is the best guess that we have at this point. Now, as far as the battlecruiser thing goes, so that actually is a reclassification of Star Destroyers in the world of the First Order. So there was a story on StarWars.com that dates back to February of 2016 where Jason Fry noted that there were a couple of tweaks that needed to be made to Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections and the fact that the finalizer had been referred to as a Star Destroyer was incorrect and that it was actually a battlecruiser, which is one word for reference purposes and with no lowercase c. So battlecruiser, all one big word. And so the finalizer is a resurgent class battlecruiser. And so the absolution is a similar battlecruiser. Now, it shouldn't come as a surprise that there are politics in play within the ranks of the First Order. I mean, you need look no farther than General Hux and Kylo Ren to see that <laughs> there are battles being waged for power within the ranks of the First Order. And so, eh, why should Phasma be any different? There's nothing new under the sun, as the old saw goes. But what this reveals to us in this synopsis is... Not just the fact that you know, one guy is trying to get a political one-up on Phasma, but we also learn the fact that the Resistance seems to be very interested in Phasma's origins as well. And that, of course, raises the question, why? What is it about Phasma that the Resistance is really interested in finding out? Because they certainly seem to think it's important enough to know that they sent a spy to discover her origins as well. Or maybe the spy just happened to discover her origins as part of whatever spying operation she was doing, but seems somewhat unlikely unless the planet from which Phasma comes is particularly important within the realm of the First Order, which is certainly a possibility too. I mean, when you think about Brendel Hux, who is General Armitage Hux's dad, when you think about his new training regimen that we learned about, or at least learned the effects of in Aftermath Empire's End, the last novel of the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig, we find out that he's come up with some crazy method of training and that he and Ray Sloan are slipping off into the unknown regions to rendezvous with Emperor Palpatine's Star Destroyer, Super Star Destroyer, the Eclipse. And at some point, they have to create some sort of First Order Academy, right, for training all of these crazy kids and turning them into crazy First Order Stormtroopers. So maybe the planet where Phasma hails from is that planet where they set up their first or maybe their most important or maybe their only academy. And then there's one other thing to flag, too, which I will tell you about after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. 
Welcome back. So the one thing that we still don't know, I mean, there are many things, but a particularly important fact that we don't know about the Phasma novel is when in the timeline it takes place. It seems pretty easy to consider that since it's journey to the last Jedi, that it happens before the last Jedi and likely before the force awakens as well, because anybody who encountered Phasma in the force awakens is either dead or really not in touch with anyone to say, Hey, Phasma should be investigated. Send a spy, right? Han and Chewie had no interaction with Phasma until seeing her on the base. And it was like, oh, that was Finn's commanding officer? All right, big deal. Why send a spy after her? And Han's dead and Chewie's off on Ach 2. So, so what? And Finn is in a medically induced coma. So, again, no real opportunity to flag Phasma as somebody to be investigated. So, this has to have been an effort undertaken before The Force Awakens. And the other thing I will say is that it's a likely scenario that the events of the novel in real time, as in the interrogation that's happening, that that probably is happening within a year of the events of The Force Awakens. And the reason I say that is because with the journey to The Force Awakens, all of the things that happened in those novels happened within a year of the events of The Force Awakens. Yes, I know the main story of Weapon of a Jedi and Smuggler's Run and Moving Target, obviously those took place in the original trilogy era, but there were prologues and epilogues in each of those books that took place in The Force Awakens era. And of course, there was the Before the Awakening set of novellas that all took place between a, a year and six months and even closer to in the case of the Finn story, it took place pretty much right before the events of The Force Awakens, or at least ended right before those events. All right, there's one last note I want to cover here before we go, and it's not directly related to this story, but it is directly related to the podcast in general, and that's a note to say happy anniversary to my wonderful, beautiful wife. You know her as Brainstormer Lonnie. We have been married 17 years as of today. It has been a magical wonderful, crazy roller coaster of a ride these 17 years. And this podcast would not be coming to your ears without her love, without her support, without her encouragement and dedication and devotion and trust. And so, Lonnie, thank you so much. And I love you so much that I'm recording this podcast in Los Angeles. So that way, when I'm back home, we can have a wonderful anniversary celebration together without me having to rush off to fit a podcast in. And for everybody else listening, please go give a loved one a hug today. You know, it's never a bad day to give a loved one a hug. (laughs) And that's it. So I'm going to sign off here from Los Angeles. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll talk with you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fall in love with a queen in disguise, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a deep space angel, it's destiny unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.